It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB. Andrew joined by Scuddy. Scuddy, you can't get away from that inflation. Uh, it, we know it's running hot. And in fact, overnight, we had the, uh, the latest just as far as uh, producer price index is concerned. Um, and even the likes of Lyle Brainard saying, March, looking pretty good for a rate hike. Yeah, the doves are all under coup towards becoming hawks, aren't they? So certainly interesting. And the market's definitely paying attention to it. Uh, you can just tell what's going on. Last night, there wasn't a big move in, uh, in any of the other markets, so certainly not in the FX world and uh, rates world. But uh, yeah, the, certainly that uh, long duration area of the market, the tech side in particular, really getting under a bit of pressure. So interesting to see whether that uh, rally that began back in early 2020 is coming to an end. Yeah, tech hit particularly hard. Wall Street, that did play out, of course, also locally, though clearly we don't have a very large tech sector. But the bit, obvious. A bit smaller today as well. Yeah, even smaller, exactly right. Uh, but also the likes of you know, the afterpays, the zips, zeros, they're all down. Yeah, it just seems to be non profitable tech, no, no matter where you are in the world. It just seems to be getting under the cosh at the moment. Yeah, and how that goes and resolves itself, well, Probably a function of the rally we saw was the, uh, the cheap money that was coming in there. And uh, now that there's uh, ever so slight uh, cost of capital being applied, you can see what's happening there. So it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty gnarly, particularly if the Fed follows through. And uh, all eyes in particular on what the Fed will go and say when it comes to that balance sheet back in, uh, in later this month when they hold their January meeting. There's speculation starting to mount. They might go and end QE uh, just to go and finish it off and then have a bit of a gap so they start hiking rates in March. Who knows? But uh, that QT question is going to be very, very interesting later this year. So that begs the question, where do investors hide? And we've had a, I've, I've been talking about that all day, actually. In fact, I started with Kenny Polcari from Slatestone in the morning. He's saying, big, boring and beautiful. And in fact, I rounded that off with the very same comment from uh, Scott Phillips from Motley Fool uh, later this afternoon, too. Uh, that's where you should be hiding in some of those um, boring... Um, cyclical stocks. Yeah, no, it really comes down to those quality balance sheets and the, and the companies that have seen multiple cycles. That's the one key thing that you want to go and see. If you've had that experience and how to go and deal with these kind of conditions, that will go and hold you in good stead. If you haven't seen these conditions, you've been a benefactor of that liquidity tide. Well, I would suggest that a lot of the money that's in those stocks might continue to flood to those, uh, those quality names. Who knows, though? We, it's still too early to go and uh, say like, uh, that this is completely over. The tech rallies are going to be turning into a rout, but certainly looks pretty vulnerable for the time being. Yeah, Scott, in fact, uh, giving us a name. He, he does like Berkshire Hathaway. I guess those guys know a thing or two about uh, the way markets move. They've seen a few cycles. They have seen a bit of inflation at time too, the likes of Warren Buffett, I would have thought. Um, you also take a look at those stocks, perhaps, if you know, talking about value, you know, what is the value out there? And I know, um, you know, we've spoken about this earlier in the week, too, just as far as, you know, the dogs of the index are concerned. A2 Milk was one of those. Mm. And uh, Stuart Roberts. 
He likes it. He thinks the worst is behind it. Yeah. Stuart's got a bit of contrarian streak to him as well. I don't mind it, but it, it, there's so much concentration risk in that particular that Chinese market. And I listened to his interview today at home before I was coming in, and I could say that uh, you know, he's right when it comes to, like, no, there's going to be you know, the children they're trying to go and encourage to replenish the population there in China. I'm no doubt about that. Whether it's going to lead to a big baby boom is questionable. And then whether it's going to be for A2... Yeah, it's got the uh, the clean and green and the Australian thing, but unfortunately, Australia doesn't really mean that much at the moment when it comes to China. In fact, it's on the nose. So we'll see, but uh, certainly it, uh, it has fallen a long way, and uh, at some point, it has to stop. Maybe you should also cast your eye a little further afield. Of course, you know, we look at the Australian market. If not, we perhaps look at the uh, US market, what's going on there as far as stock opportunities are concerned. Well, Carl Kapalinga was one of the favourites here at Ausbiz from uh, Think Markets. He's saying, if you want to look at the best-looking market index in the world, the FTSE 100 looks fantastic because, in his words, bottom left, top right. Yeah, I think it's his nickname, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Carl, <laughs> bottom left, top right, Capolingua. Yeah, uh, look, it's a deep value index. Uh, lots of energy names and lots of banks, lots of cyclicals. And, uh, yeah, certainly maybe the time to go and shine. And uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those things that a lot of people talk about the UK market, they talk about parts of Europe, and uh, a lot of people put uh, know, Japan in the same sort of basket as well as the UK. So we'll keep a close eye on the Japanese stocks as well. But yeah, uh, he, I heard him go and make a jibe about the, uh, the Ashes result, and uh, I just wonder whether he may have contributed to some of the uh, scenes we're seeing down in Hobart this afternoon. Yeah, no one likes a green top. Uh, you might like green top in the index, but not on a cricket field yeah. if you're a batsman, particularly opening. Um, Scuddy, uh, speaking of Carl uh, Kaplingi, also you know talking through to the uh, the battery metals, which he still likes, and we're seeing where some of those prices are going at the moment. You know, in particular, he mentioned IGO, which is one of those companies that seems to cover everything in that space, and that is why he sees it as a fantastic stock at this point. Yeah, diversification play. We hear a lot about the lithium names are very hot at the moment. I think uh, everyone should be of the view and, and probably in agreement at this point in time that the electrification of vehicles and of basically uh, commerce and well in particular is going to be a thematic that you could probably go and hitch a ride to for a very long period of time. So yeah, uh, anyone who's got the ability to go and have multiple fingers in the pie when it comes to that space is, uh, is likely to get a lot of attention. So we talk about those fashionable stocks well, that brings us to stock of the day, City Chic. Is it fashionable? Well, that's the field it's in, of course, but maybe not. It did have a really positive trading update today. Um, shares were on a bit of a tear. I think it ended up over 11% higher, in fact. Um, we had Claude Walker from A Rich Life uh, talk us through it. Um, look, he's not particularly liking retailers at the moment, although he says it's interesting, um, but he's got a sell on it. And Carl Capalinga from Think Markets, who we was talking to before, of course, um, He's also perhaps not so keen on that space. Let's have a listen. Zooming out, these guys are a arguably a roll-up of sort of plus-size retail is their, is their speciality. And a few years ago, uh, they really were nothing much to look at. And then they got a new management team a few years ago. They've done a few uh, disposals and then acquisitions, built up the profit and uh, made it more of a global company. I don't tend to love to hold retailers at all. So for me, it would be a sell. Okay. But that doesn't mean it's a bad company. 
Uh, they do have some real sort of areas of growth within the business in uh, the US, in Europe, uh, in the Mideast even, um, some, some really underserviced uh, areas of the world. And, and that's where sort of the, the upside, the X factor could come from. Look, long story short, there's enough uncertainty here to, to keep this on away from a buy. It's, it, I don't think it's a buy. Okay, that is City Chic. Not going anywhere near the portfolio at this point. So, Scuddy, in fact, um, this evening, all eyes back on the States, of course, with companies because, well, unofficially at least, reporting season kicking off with the big banks. Yeah, Citibank, uh, JP Morgan, uh, is it Wells Fargo tonight? One, one, yeah, th- three of the other uh, the, uh, the big, uh, big banks there reporting. I'm uh, Look, I expect that I'll probably beat. We know that uh, from prior reporting seasons, it's, uh, it's pretty obvious that 80% plus will probably beat on this occasion as per normal. Uh, looking at what's going on with NIM, looking at what's going on with, uh, with loan growth. Uh, also, any commentary about uh, you know, what they're seeing when it comes to market conditions moving forward into uh, to the new calendar year will probably be of interest as well. Retail sales report out in the States as well tonight. Don't discount that. Uh, big, big part of the US economy. We know that goods in particular has been a major part of that uh, household consumption boom there. So we'll see whether that can continue. Well, that yeah, key December. Is, yeah. It's all sort of been brought forward anyway, hasn't it, to, to this point, given we've had two years of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've written about it early this uh, this this uh, year about uh, what it comes down to the retailers and just I just think so much has been brought forward. It's uh, there's only so many trinkets you can go and have. Maybe it's, that's maybe that's why the guys don't like city chic. But yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's one of those really interesting ones to see how it goes. I'm interested to see how the Australian figures go as well for December because I do get the sense that uh, it might be pretty weak. Yeah, well, we do have a bit of data coming to us our way locally next week, of course, as we move out of holiday mode. It's always difficult in January, of course. Um, and uh, in fact, we've got the uh, Westpac Mellon Institute uh, read on sentiment alongside weekly payroll figures, jobs and wages. Interesting to see where that's going. I mean, that's sort of December, but at the moment, of course, so many people are off work because of Omicron. You would see that as certainly transitional. Um, hopefully, it's not going to last. And uh, then, of course, we get uh, December's jobs data that hits the wires on Thursday. Forecast around 30,000 jobs haven't been created and unemployment falling to four and a half from 4.6. Yeah, it'll be a dog's breakfast and it's not going to capture that Omicron uh, impact as well, unfortunately. So like so much of the other data, particularly around the labour market we've seen recently, it's just going to be so difficult to go and interpret too much. Uh, the weekly uh, jobs and payrolls report might provide a little bit more clarity on that front. But uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get another clean read now for uh, who knows when. But uh, certainly the, the trajectory we've seen under normal circumstances is that the other uh, labour market heals very quickly when allowed to. All right. Well, that does it. We made it to the end of another week and uh, we're looking forward to next week because there is a lot to get through. As I said, we do have uh, reporting season in the States. That's always exciting. Plenty to talk about there. Absolutely. God willing, I will return. (laughs) All right. Have a good weekend. Enjoy.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 